0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. WRDT560.com. The materials and information provided are for informational purposes only and are not intended for use as diagnosis, prevention, or treatment of a health or other problem or as a substitute for consulting a licensed medical professional. Some concepts presented herein may be theoretical and have little or no scientific substantiation. Users are advised to conduct their own diligence. Welcome to Ask the Experts, where you'll learn about a variety of life-enhancing subjects. Mikes up. Helping into holistic healing and whole food nutrition with the Natural Health Authority, Jason Eagle, of Strategic Healing. And now here's Jason. and now here's Jason hi everybody this is Jason Eagle your natural health authority this is a show on health um, and uh, let's see so let's go over some of the basics in terms of how you can get a hold of me if you hear what you like on the show or you hear something about let's say a family member or a friend that's them I, I, I want to help them uh, you can contact my office that is 734-985-5891 um, These shows I post on my Facebook live page, which is or just Facebook page, which is Strategic Healing. That's the name of my company. You can go to my website, strategichealing.us. I've got a shop up there so you can buy products and things like that, including my new shirt. I had a shirt printed up, which is a black shirt with white letters that says immune system size matters. So the size of your immune system matters, but that's what it says. If you want to Support that, then get a hold of that. And you can actually find it on the shop. And it says, just look for clothing. And it's in any size that you want. Um, I then later post it onto my Facebook page, Or I'm sorry, my YouTube channel, which is that's Jason Eagle QRA. That's a Q and an R and an A. That stands for quantum reflex analysis, of which I am a quantum reflex analysis practitioner, which is you can hear that uh, the Dr. Bob Marshall radio show. Um, That's what I am is when he talks about going to see somebody who's a, a QRA practitioner, a referral practitioner. That's what I am. Um, and then, uh, podcast. So podcasts, you can go to where anywhere where podcasts are shown, Spotify or Google podcast or iTunes or anywhere, and just look for podcasts. And the name of the show is Healing Matters. Healing Matters. It matters, but it also, it matters, meaning it becomes matter, materializes. Do you want your healing to materialize? If you are sick or ill or in pain, um, Can you fix that? Do you want that to materialize? Meaning I don't see it now. I can only think about it and wish for it. Um, and I want it to come into the material world, your material world. So healing does matter and healing will materialize from thin air. If you do the right things, which is treat your body, uh, the QRA quantum reflex analysis is a way to find that out, which is test your body through QRA testing, which is a non-invasive kinesiological test, muscle testing of being able to essentially plug your nervous system into itself. It's kind of like a modern car. How do you figure out what's wrong with a car? First of all, they plug the computer into it. And then that gives them the idea of, oh, we should look here rather than just poking around and guessing at things. This gives you the ability to go each part of your body and see what's going on, your organs, your glands, including sometimes we have injuries, what's called interference fields, and they can be old. I can't tell you how many people wear like those skin, those scar, chin, uh, the chin, <laughs> the scar on their chin. A lot of times, little kids fall down and 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 break open their chin, and you got a little scar there. You got a scar over the eye. Um, you got a scar on the lip. Uh, these are things that happen when you're a little child. Um, or somewhere adolescent or something like that, but these are the things that could possibly be affecting your organs So let's take for instance an example of let's say your upper lip your upper lip right in between your nose uh that has meridians, which is essentially these energetic lines, and that can be going to specific organs. So let's say a hormonal problem can be coming from, or let's say a broken nose. A person got their nose hit and maybe it didn't break it all right all rightly, but it deviated your septum, um, things like that. The nose, the upper lip, and the bottom lip, those front two teeth, or let's say you knocked a tooth out there. Those go in particular to your reproductive organs. So let's say a male or a female that's having hormonal issues, meaning, let's say, gaining weight around the belly that is this hormonal weight. Or let's say low libido. Let's say a man that has low testosterone or a female that has too much estrogen. These types of things, thyroid conditions, these can go to there. Let's say we had a whiplash, which is it's not a scar, but if you were to see inside your spine, there's scar tissue that is formed along that vertebrae from getting hit by, let's say, a car accident where, in particular, you get hit by the airbag. That can create a whole bunch of scar tissue that's inside the body. And that's pinching on those nerves, especially the top uh, one that comes right out of your skull, C1, and that can affect a whole bunch of things in terms of other things all the way down the line through your whole body. But in particular, it can affect, let's say a, a neck injury can affect things right there. Let's say your throat, let's say your thyroid, your thyroid uh, is, there's an organ that's a gland that's inside there. So a person that says, oh, I have thyroid conditions and I have to, have on, have to be on thyroid medications. Well, what if it is a uh, scar trauma basically like a blown circuit. Blown circuit is like you're upstairs in your bathroom and you plug too many things into the plug and all of a sudden, boom, the light goes out. You go down in your basement, you grab some light bulbs or your closet and you put a new light bulb in and nothing happens. You keep flipping the switch which nothing happens. You call the electrician and goes, what's wrong? And he goes, did you check in the basement? Did you go to the circuit breaker? Oh no, I didn't think about that. That's what an interference field is. It's a circuit breaker essentially that can be controlling that particular area and everything that goes through it. Okay. So these are the organs and glands and different parts of the body. So sometimes the problem with it is because of what's called the energy flow and people that struggle with this energy saying that sounds Eastern medicine. That sounds, that sounds woo woo to me. You know, I, we aren't energy. That sounds like that's new agey stuff. Well, you are energy, literally electromagnetic energy. And people go, I'm still struggling with it. Okay. When a person has, let's say a cardiac arrest and their heart stops or their heart is fluttering, you call the paramedic, the paramedic comes in and they put the paddles on you and they go, Chick, chunk, and they shock you. That's an electric shock, like being tased. And a taser will then jumpstart your heart and bring it back. So electricity is what you are. Electromagnetic fields are what you are. And sometimes these invisible fields are not in the place that they're supposed to be. Or they're too weak or they're too strong. They're just not. And so fixing that electromagnetic field of which controls everything, just like the computer controls your car, um, it's not just the gasoline. It's not just the oil. It's, it's that. It's the electromagnetic field. The mud packs are a way of doing that, of being able to put specific, first of all, testing where it is and then using these specific types of mud packs, earth-derived, outside in the world, there are different minerals and other things, that when you put them together in the right mixture and put them on the body in specific places, it's essentially recharging it. It's it's removing a blockage and recharging and repolarizing the area, basically reconnecting, like reconnecting blown wires, uh, broken wires, like the rats got in and chewed up the wires. Now that thing doesn't work anymore. That happens all the time in the wintertime when people find stuff is not working in their car. And it's because when you stop your car, the car is warm and now a cat will, will get in there or a rat will get in there and they'll start nibbling on the wires. Well, those wires are what controls everything. Well, what about, you know, we have nerves in your body, which are essentially like wires, but the wires carry signals just like your cell phone. Your cell phone is not connected to wires when you're talking to somebody. It's, it's connected to invisible wires. These waves of energy, radio waves, electromagnetic waves, microwaves. This is how your cell phone connects. This is what your body is. Your body is a combination of wired technology, which are the actual nerves. But then the nerves emit a signal or this or pick up on a signal, both that goes both ways. So like your radio, your radio is picking up on a signal that's in the airwaves, okay? Your body is airwaves. And what are these waves? How do these waves get through your body? They get through the fluid of your body, the fluid of your body, which is not just blood. We have blood that's in your body, and your blood also carries an electrical charge. Your blood has salt in it. It has salinity in it. Crazy fact, if you measure the amount of salt water in an average ocean, the percentage of salt that's dissolved in that water, it's the same exact percentage that's in the human body. If you were to measure how much land mass is as opposed to how much water it's the on the earth, it's the same exact percentage in your body as the world itself, the whole planet, as within, as without, as above, as below. It is the same. You are the world. We are the world. You are. You absolutely are the way that the world works, and it works on these electrical, chemical, electromagnetic principles. And so when your salinity or your salt levels, your sodium levels get too low, then the nerves don't work correctly. And many times when people are having a cardiac arrest or having, let's say, a panic attack or something like that, the paramedics will show up and then they will put something in your vein which is a bag of fluid that goes into your vein, that is sodium, which means it's salt water. They're putting salt water, a saline solution, because if your electrical field is not working good enough because the salt has gotten too low, then that means the electrical Wave does not go through your body, and that's your heart, that's your brain, that's every single thing that operates in your body is operating on those principles. So, this is Jason Eagle, your natural health authority. Again, you can contact my office, 734 985 5891. And let's talk about that. Leads me up to my first question, which is dry skin. What do we do about dry skin? Now, most people focus on the external, which is um, put another cream on it. And I'm, I'm told I'll get to that a little bit, which is external. And again, you wouldn't eat jurgens You would not eat this hand cream. You wouldn't eat it because it would be toxic for your body and it has all kinds of other stuff. And so don't put on your skin, which you wouldn't eat in your mouth. But let me get to what, where to start don't start with the external. Start with the internal. So we have dry skin. That means you're dry on the inside. That means you're dehydrated. So start with water. Adding more water. Everybody needs to drink more water. Everybody. And what type of water? Um, it's your choice, but... If you have, let's say, city water, you should have some sort of filter, even like a Brita filter, because you want to get rid of the chemicals that are, there's lots of chlorine. So many cities add a lot of chlorine in order to sanitize. You're drinking pool water. Like, that's not good. And then they add other things like fluoride because apparently it's supposed to make your teeth stronger. It doesn't. It's a fraud. Look into it. It has nothing to do with the teeth. It has a lot to do with sedating the nervous system, keeping people calm the very first place that they started adding fluoridating water was in Nazi concentration camps, because it keeps people sedated. It, it starts to actually calcify the pineal gland, which is a gland that's deep inside your brain, which is the interface between your whole electromagnetic field, and it starts turning that off. Okay, you can go deep into that, but that's true. There's all kinds of other. There's um, no matter how purified your water is, that's coming from your city water. There's still because what is that city water really? It's coming from toilet water too. People they're flushing stuff down the toilet. Um, That's how they water treatment plants. Is you're drinking you know, toilet water and shower water and all kinds of other stuff. Well, keep in mind, people are, are taking lots of drugs and these drugs go into the water and the water then has to be purified to get it out of there. Well, the treatment that they use, you cannot remove that. The only way you can truly remove those things in water is first of all having it being spring water where it's deeply percolated so deep spring water or an artesian well springs which you can buy and stuff like that that has percolated through the earth and it comes from very very deep sources which is it's going through layers and layers of rock and charcoal and all kinds of other stuff which what that does is it it purifies it okay so spring water drinks free water you can buy it Um, You can also, again, buy buy these filters like a Brita filter, a Berkey filter, which is a, a great thing. You can get these under counter things like a reverse osmosis. But here's the other thing. What about this? How do you completely, completely, completely purify water so that there's nothing in it except water? Distilled water. You can buy distilled water. You can even get a home distiller. OK, because the distillation process is essentially boiling water and it turns into a steam and then they, con- they condense that water. So how do you turn seawater into drinkable? You distill it. Basically turn it into a steam. And when it becomes a steam, there are no minerals left in it. There are no chemicals. It's pure, pure water. Now, if people are, for instance, having kidney problems, gallstones, all kinds of these other things, if you've got a lot of pain in your joints, which can be coming from what's called deposition, uh, calcium deposits, if we tend towards calcium deposits in the cardiac veins, um, which is a big thing that's related to uh, cardiac heart problems is the calcification of this plaque, Um, drink distilled water. Distilled water is mineral hungry and it will pull the minerals out of those parts of your body, which is good because you want to get them out of the kidneys. You want to get them out of those places. Okay. Um, But then also adding salt. When we have salt and I'm talking about a good sea salt, When you have sea salt added to water or enough inside your body, then that actually means that water is able to get into the cells. Your cells are essentially like water balloons floating in water. Okay, But a water balloon floating in water without enough salt, that balloon can become like a raisin. There's water all around it, but it can become dehydrated. And people will say this all the time, which is, I'm drinking lots of water. I've heard you, Jason, and I'm drinking lots of water, but it goes right through me. It's like I have to pee all the time. That is true if you don't have enough salt. Because salt carries water into the, and the same can be true if you have too much salt, if your sodium levels are too high, then it acts like a diuretic like a salt pill, so the doctors will give you a salt pill if you are um, uh, you need to get rid of more water if you're if you 're holding onto water, so it can go both ways. So I'm talking about the perfect happy medium. An average adult, if you're over 100 pounds, it should be about a full teaspoon of sea salt per day. If you're working out enough to sweat at least five times a a day, or I'm sorry, five times a week, between three to five times a week where you break a sweat or you work in a job where you're sweating all the time, then you need to up that. So let's say a, 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 a teaspoon and a half, maybe even two teaspoons. You get a person who's 250 pounds or more, they should be like two teaspoons of salt per day. That helps the, the fluids stay into the system. We're talking about dry skin. This is all about how do I get my, how do I treat my dry skin from the inside? That's water, okay? Water with liquid. Now, if you drink caffeine and things like that, coffee, you need to add water. I'm gonna talk about water in a second and I'll come back to that. But then let's go to the next part. Rather than putting this cream, which is essentially like an oil or a Vaseline on your skin... Take it on the inside. If your skin is dry, it means your essential fatty acids are low. You don't have enough oil in your skin. So that means you need to eat more oil. What are some of the oils? The good oils is an extra virgin olive oil, the best extra virgin olive oil you can really get for its antioxidant levels. Cold-pressed extra virgin olive oil is Moroccan olive oil. comes from the olives in Morocco. There's other stuff that's really good, but that has the highest forms of um, the essential fatty acids and antioxidants in it. Coconut oil is great. Medium chain triglycerides or MCT oil, which that's in that, uh, in coconut oil. Uh, sesame oil is a wonderful oil. It's one of the most healing oils. Now we also get into foods that are high in oils. That's avocados. That is, let's say, grass-fed beef, the fat that's in grass-fed lamb is very salmon, mackerel, sardines, a uh, essential f- fatty acid, like a fish oil. That's excellent. Okay. It, and many times when people get older, they di- have difficulty digesting their oil. And if we're dealing with, let's say, gallstones and stuff like that, then you need to take some lemonine with your oil. So let's say I take an oil pill, you buy the lemonine, which is this orange oil, it's an emulsifier, about two to three drops in some water anytime you eat something with some oil in it. Now, instead of going right through you, it's able to absorb into the tissues, which means in your skin. And keep in mind, your skin is your biggest organ in your whole body. It's actually your biggest detoxification organ. It's bigger than your liver. In terms of size for size surface area, it actually gets more toxins out through through your oil, sebaceous glands, as well as your sweat, okay? Now let's talk about um, external. What should I put on my skin? Now I've drank my water. I've taken my essential fatty acids. I want to still put something on my skin. Use a natural oil that you would eat. So that same extra virgin olive oil, rub it on your skin. People go, that's going to make me greasy. I dare you. Okay, you got dry skin. Take a shower then pat yourself dry a little bit. Don't scrub dry. Don't completely dry off, but just kind of pat your skin dry. Then in your, in your bathroom, you should have a bottle of some extra virgin olive oil or grapeseed oil or sesame oil or coconut oil. And then just put some on your hands and rub it on your skin. Then go about the rest of your business for women. You know, you're, you know, going to get your clothes out and stuff like that. And, you know, within about five to 10 minutes that Oil will have completely absorbed in your, to your skin. Your skin ate it up and it's good for your skin. And it's also, it's not gonna clog your pores in, and it's food for your skin. That is rebuilding the actual matrix of what the skin is made out of. Whereas these other creams and things like that, I don't care if even it's a nice goat milk one, you have other ingredients in it that you wouldn't eat. So use something that you can eat. Now, let's talk about water a little bit. People go, okay, well, you know, water. What is water? Water is the best. Water is always the best. So drink your water, okay? The most important life-giving substance in the body is water. The daily routine of the body depends upon it on a turnover of about 40,000 glasses of water per day. That's how much is going through your system. Okay, In the process, your body loses a minimum of six glasses per day just from evaporation. Even if you do nothing, you're still losing that much of a water. With movement, exercise, and sugar intake, that's right, sugar intake, I will get to that, caffeine and all this other stuff, you can require up to 15 glasses of water per day. Consider this. The concentration in your water, the concentration of water in your brain has been estimated to be 85%. So that's why I oftentimes when I have people say, I've got migraines or headaches, you might have a dry brain. Your brain might really just be like a dry sponge and it's aching because it's become like a raisin. And the water content of your tissues, like your liver, kidney, muscle, heart, intestines, are 75% water. The concentration of water outside of the cells is about 94%. Remember I said, think about your cells as like a grape or a water balloon floating in water. That water it's floating in is about 94%. Okay, that means that the water wants to move from the outside of the cell, which is dilute, into the cell, which is more concentrated to balance things out. The urge water has to move is called hydroelectric power. Okay, this is the same electrical power that's generated by hydroelectric dams like the Hoover Dam, right? The energy made in your body is part hydroelectric. So when people say, I'm struggling with energy, I need more energy, should I drink some more caffeine? Should I take a Red Bull? No, you need more water. Many times when people are struggling with energy, because again, this just on a scientific level, when you add more water in a dehydrated cell, the movement into the cell actually generates electricity piezoelectric electricity of which powers your body. So if you need more energy, and energy people go, we're not talking about electrical energy, I just need more get up and go. That is electromagnetic energy, electrostatic energy, all ionic charge, the passing of ions. This is what water is, especially when you have water with some salt. The salt is an ionic charge and it generates electricity which is harvestable inside your body and shown. So again, talk to any person who's a runner, let's say a marathoner or a, um, you know, I don't know, all these big Ironmans and stuff like that. They know about water and they know about salt. They know about electrolytes. Aha, uh-huh, there's that word, electrolytes. That means it's electrical. I was just watching this show about this guy, YouTube, he's he's a, uh, a soldier over in Afghanistan or wherever he is, and he does these shows on these MREs, which is basically these ready-to-eat meals that they have, which is they open up, and they are these freeze-dried type of things that last forever. Every single pouch has a pouch of what's called electrolytes, which is, it's this powder and they love it because it tastes like Gatorade for them. So these soldiers love their electrolytes because it has a sweet flavor. Yes, it has some glucose in it, but it's also, it's a powder that they pour water into it and it becomes an electrolytic solution which is it It hydrates their body, but it gives them energy. So the army knows about this. All of the armed forces knows about the benefit of the electromagnetic energy. That's what we call electrolytes. You have to get it inside your body. This is Jason Eagle, your natural health authority. And we talk about different things on health. If you want to get a hold of my office, my office is 734-985-5891, and I'm going to take a little commercial break, and I'll be right back. Hello there. Well, I guess we we missed out on a commercial break, and we'll just keep moving on. <laughs> So this is Jason Eagle, your natural health authority, and we're going to move on to the next one. Next question is a teenager and sleep. Okay. Um, how much sleep does a teenager need? Well, a teenager needs about eight to 10 hours of sleep. Six is right in that middle or is, is the bare minimum. Six is the bare minimum, but between eight to 10 hours of sleep. My teenager, they like to stay up and well, that's bad for their health. Most people need about eight to 10 hours, but a teenager in particular, they're still growing. Their body is still growing and sleep is so important for their body. A lot of times when you see teenagers have skin problems where they get acne and things like that. Think about it. They've, it's what they eat. So they are eating more junk fruits and stuff like that. They're not little kids that you can provide everything they start eating on their own. But they also start missing out on sleep. You let them stay up later or they'll be in, in their bedroom on their computer or something like that. And they'll stay up. And that causes what's called adrenal fatigue, adrenal exhaustion. You have to sleep in order for your adrenals to repair. And one of the first telltale signs of adrenal problems is skin problems like acne. So your kids that go, um, you know, and they feel bad. You know, I was a kid that I had really bad acne. And that was me. I didn't sleep. You know, I started not sleeping very well. And I developed that. And uh, I developed acne before everyone else. So I developed, I was one of the first developed, you know, like, Getting hair and things like that, like I might, you know, like getting, you know, body hair and things like that. So I started, you know, most people in their teenagers, you know, develop it, like, say, at least when they're ninth grade or something like that. I started in like, like fifth grade set, you know, I, they used to call me pizza face. And so even when like, you know, and it really hit, it's hard when I was, let's say, 10th grade, 10th grade, I had really bad acne where it was like cystic acne. And I'm so glad I don't have the scars and things like that. But it was that it was the diet and it was not sleeping. So now we get into people have trouble sleeping. Okay, how do you fix troubled sleeping? Okay, whether you're a a, a teenager, or you're an adult or something like that one of the first things to do is just to do a routine, okay? And remember, little kids, how do you get a little kid to go to sleep? Give them a bath. Take a bath. And what's the bath's bath, bath to do? It's an Epsom salt bath, okay? If you've got sore muscles or if you really want to sleep. I did this last night because I was having trouble sleep the night before, and I took an Epsom salt bath. Four pounds of Epsom salt, and you stay there for about 45 minutes to an hour. And within a half an hour of being that thing, I was almost falling asleep and I just slept like a rock last night, like just knocked out. And you just feel so good. Your body relaxes. So it's Epsom salt bath. Okay. You can also add some essential oils, that things that smell good, like say lavender and things like that. I like some other things. I put myrrh, um, I put this other one called Thieves, which comes from, um, not doTERRA, but the Young Living, which has like cinnamon and clove and all this other stuff. And I put frankincense. That was one of the things that they gave Jesus uh, as a gift, which is gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So I had frankincense and myrrh in my bath, and it just was spicy. and smelled so good in it, you know, and you're bathing in it, and it feels excellent. Another thing is tranquinol. Tranquinol is this supplement that you can take that you can get from me. And it has some, an herb in it called valerian root, which is a good sedative type of thing. But it also has this other one, which is called Zisyphus or in India, it's called the Jujubee. Jujubee, you know, Jujubees, we have these little candies. Well, it's an actual tree in India, but they're all over the world, but they're well-known in India. And it's the Jujubee. And the Jujubee, the flower, which is called Zisyphus, is a it unscrambles neurotransmitters not only does it help you to feel more peaceful this can be taken for anxiety as well but it's something that's really good to help you fall asleep it prepares your whole chemistry your brain and everything to fall asleep um and i say probably about like three to four of them about an hour before you go to bed Another thing, turn off the media, turn off the shows, turn off the computer. If you're really struggling, it's about three hours, three hours before, okay? And if you want to cut that short and say at least an hour, so have at least an hour before bedtime where you're not looking at a screen, where you're not watching the TV. You know, the, the, if you got a teenager, the rule is, is computers are gone. If you've been having trouble sleep, then the computers are gone because it's messing up their brain. And it's also messing up their brain at school and all this other stuff. And with their, their friends, they become, you got a teenager that's like on a, a short hair fuse that's ready to, it can be sleep deprivation. They're not just a bratty teenager. And it's not normal. It's a cry for help. Meaning if they're just being like, whatever, all the time, and they're being mean, that's what a little, what your toddler is. When your toddler is sleepy, they get cranky, okay? So crankiness in a teenager could be sleep deprivation. So what's some of the other good things to do? Read, okay? Read, okay? But also, what's even better than reading? Be read to. Get a book and be read to. Ask your, you know, be a parent and say, okay, teenager, we're going to go back to what we did before. You're going to lay down on the couch or lay in bed and I'll read to you. And I'm going to read, co- oh, come on, mom, where they get all, j- no, just kind of sit back. And they, I guarantee you they'll love it. Or a brother or sister can read to you or whatever. There's nothing I get read to right now. I've been having my wife read to me and I read to her, but I like being read to better <laughs> and lay in bed and read me a story. I've been reading these choose your own adventure stories, which are really fun. I had them when I was a kid and we went on eBay and we found them and uh, they're, they're great because ever so many pages, it says, if you want to do this, turn to this page. If you want to do this, turn to this page. They are so much fun because each book. There can be like 40 to 50 different endings, and it's so much fun to listen to and participate, just like you were a little kid again. Again, you're never too old to listen to a story. This is a good idea if you got, like, say, a, a parent that's in, say, a nursing home or grandparent, and and uh, they have Alzheimer's or dementia, and they don't remember you. And people, it just drives you nuts, and it's so painful. But you know what they really love? They love being read, too. Just like a kid, they love being read to. So if you want to interface with a person, whether it's the older or younger, everyone loves being read to. Another thing that you can do to prepare yourself for bed is doing some silent meditation, silent prayer. Um, a silent prayer is essentially sitting comfortably in a place and letting your full body totally relax. And, uh, and then don't think about anything. Let thoughts just kind of pass through you. I have another thing that's even better than that, which is getting in the dark, completely in the dark. So go into your closet. Go into a closet. If you have a closet where the door closes and, like, say, put a towel at the bottom so no light comes in. And sit there comfortably in the dark, completely black dark. And you don't have to do any meditation type. It's just sitting there in the dark and just... Breathe and relax your body. Even five to 10 minutes, sit in complete black. And many times when people are in the dark, they'll start to see lights. They'll start to see lights in your head and people go, am I hallucinating? No, what you're seeing is inside your brain because all when you see light, it's actually in the dark of your brain. The optic nerve goes way to the back of the brain. So the world that you see, you create in your head. Because your eye, there, the light doesn't go into your brain. Your brain is completely sealed away from there. You don't have holes in your ears. The eyes are not a window that goes, it's completely in dark. So when we sit in the darkness and we start to see, say, lights or something like that, that's literally you're seeing inside your head. Now, there is lights that are inside. We've been proven this. And going back to the pineal gland, the pineal gland is actually a... um It's not fluoride, it's fluorite. It's made out of fluorite. And fluorite is this mineral that they find in caves that glow in the dark. Fluorite can be like, you know, people like where they do like spelunking, they go deep, deep, deep in the caves where there's no light with pitch black. And all of a sudden you'll see moss that is glowing in the dark, or you'll see mushrooms that are glowing in the dark. You'll also see minerals that glow in the dark and fluorite is glowing in the dark. And that means you have a mineral thing inside, deep inside your brain. That is literally can glow in the dark. And when the minerals are, the, when it's just right, when the the chemicals, again, you know, that little glow in the dark stick, that's that phosphorus stick that like you, you crack and now it's a chemical and it glows in the dark. That's inside your body. Okay. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be neat to sit there and see that? And again, you're not hallucinating. You are becoming sensitive to what's going on inside your body. Now, why do that? Because it helps you to sleep better trouble sleeping um make sure that the darkness is inside your bedroom blackout curtains um getting like even the the clock radio that has let's say the blinking lights turn that around turn it upside down so the light is not or put a blanket over something like that it's best to sleep complete pitch black another thing is um the technology of weighted blankets And uh, meaning they make these blankets that are kind of heavy and it mimics how a baby is. If you have a baby that's very cranky, that's what the Indians used to do with like the Native Americans is they would swaddle them. So they would put them in in what's called the papoose, which is like this little backpack, but they'd wrap their arms up kind of like a mummy and they are wrapped up tight. And the babies that were cranky, they would be, uh, they'd settle down because they feel that they are being hugged. It's the same thing with animals. Animals, uh, again, you want to calm an animal down. Put pressure on that animal. They do this when they're putting when they're branding animals. They put them in this thing that that puts pressure on their body, and it calms them down. Even though the branding causes some pain, the pressure on their body releases these pain-relieving and calming hormones. So people that are having trouble sleeping, even weighted blankets can be something that just helps you to release your kind of innateness of what you used to be like when you were a child. This is Jason Eagle, your Natural Health Authority. And oh, and let me go back to just another thing. Many times trouble sleeping is also bad digestion, especially people that eat a big meal late at night. So the answer to that is, hydrochloric acid and apple cider vinegar. hydrochloric acid is this pill that you you take and it just increases the amount of hydrochloric acid so if you are going to be a person that tends to eat later, I come home from work late or whatever and I have to eat late or we just happen to be that's when it was as late you know the ideal is is there should be about three hours after you ate dinner before you go to bed okay but if you still have a problem with sleeping, The hydrochloric acid makes sure that you have really good digestion, especially if you're a person that sleeps, but then wakes up in the middle of the night. Also, you can take a pill form of the apple cider vinegar or put some apple cider vinegar and some water and drink it down. It's an acid that helps to settle and soothe the stomach. So a lot of times, especially if people, like I said, that wake up in the middle of the night or somewhere, they sleep for an hour or something like that. They're exhausted. But then you've ever been that like you're exhausted and you sleep for maybe an hour and then you wake up and you can't go back. You're still exhausted, but you just can't fall asleep. A lot of time that is bad digestion. So these are things that are all about trouble sleeping. Okay. It's Jason Eagle, your natural health authority. We're going to go into another one, which is a pregnancy program. What do I do to prepare myself for pregnancy? Or I'm pregnant. Now, a lot of times people take these, you know, know, what the doctors recommend. I got certain pills that I take and, and supplements, a pregnancy program. And a lot of times when the doctors give it to you, hold on, it's going to be a lot of synthetic. A lot of synthetic type of pills and things like that. And we've heard about folic acid and which protect protects against spina bifida and stuff like that. I'm going to go over the basics of you're pregnant and you know you've got to be eating for two. Okay. So, but you got to make sure that your 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 nutrients are very high so that you can be sure to give that baby the best of the best of the best. So number one, what's the first thing? You are building bones. Not only are you building your own bones, but you want to build these babies' bones. And so the coral legend or the, the coral, um, uh, coral calcium, okay, you can take them as a pill form or you can take it as a powder. This makes sure, and it's a highly assimil- assimilatable, it's a two to one ratio of calcium to magnesium and, as well as trace minerals, okay? Taking some of that, to be sure that the child is going to get enough good bone complex. Another one is the B vitamins, including especially the folic acid. That's the max stress B, about a half teaspoon um, is enough. And again, the the folic acid protects against the spina bifida. Now, when doctors will recommend that you just go to the store or whatever, take this prenatal, when you look at the form, especially the form of the folic acid, It is not a fully reduced form, which is called 5-methyl tetrahydrofolate. That's the fully reduced form. If you just take a regular old folic acid, your body has to break that down and turn it into 5-methyl tetrahydrofolate which means it can't use all of it. It will actually pass a lot of it along. So taking a B that is in its, what's called N-chain forms, means you get all of it. And the Max Stress B provides all of these B vitamins. There's another one called the Complete B, but the most important one is the folate, okay? Another one is called Triene. The Triene is the stabilized rice brand, which provides uh, fructo uh, oligosaccharides fructooligosaccharides which is these different types of sugars but not sugar as you think sugar and it provides these antioxidants that are really really good it mixes into food or you can just put it in some water and drink it down has kind of a sweet taste uh you can sprinkle it on foods and things like that it just makes sure that you are getting all of these um Specific types of antioxidant that all goes 100 different types of antioxidants. The, the daily, a good daily, uh, people go, I want to take a daily one. They make this new daily one, which provides everything you could possibly imagine. But, you know, doesn't that provide enough of the bees? Yes, but no, that's why we want to take some extra bees. That's why we take some of the extra coral, these ting- things like that. Okay. So the, the, a daily multivitamin is great, especially in these whole food forms, which provide the greens and all this other stuff. It's just a, a basis that provides for everything. Colostrum. The colostrum, the colostrum, which comes from cow colostrum, provides 25% of the IgG, which is an immune system. So I want to protect my baby from – I want to give my baby a healthy immune system. I also want to protect my baby from things that I make face, meaning let's say you're a woman and you're pregnant and you catch a cold or something like that. Your body is going to be delivering less nutrients to the baby while you're sick because it's just robbing Peter to pay Paul. So taking colostrum um, for advanced DNA support, it provides growth factors. It's just an extra security measure of how do I make sure that my baby's gonna get the best, even if I'm not at my best, okay? Essential fatty acids like the EFA or a cod liver oil or something like that. The essential fatty acids, making sure you're eating lots of that. Maybe salmon and stuff like that. But you also should take it in a supplement form. So a good prenatal pregnancy program should provide lots of the essential fatty acids. You can get it as a DHA, which is that's a um, comes from Michael microalgae. That is a vegan form. And do not be you know if you are vegan, if you're a plant-based or let's say a vegetarian vegan, when you're pregnant, you better be careful. You better get your B vitamins. You better get enough protein. It may, it, And so you may even want to consider, for instance, um, adding things like eggs or something like that, some form of protein um, because you need to pump that up. Okay. Um, the blood builder or what's called um, uh, the uh, erythroprobe Meaning it, it provides because we need to be, build red blood cells. Okay. So that's another insurance measure of making sure that you're giving enough blood supply and good, perfect blood supply because the baby has to build their body out of your body. And so the more blood Uh, good healthy blood that we provide and iron in particular so uh, an iron support is something that is so important folic acid and iron but see you don't want it to be in an inorganic form of iron like those iron pills that the prenatals would be they are an inorganic form this is coming from beets and other vegetable sources so beets and liver are super high in in um, iron but they are in an iron that came from the ground and which was a mineral and then already got turned into a living form so if you take an inorganic form which is an iron that comes from let's say the ground and we take it as a pill form Your body has to convert it it into flesh and it loses some of that and many of these other iron supplements that are inorganic, they start to bioaccumulate in the liver, which can actually then make your red blood cell count go bad, right? Okay, and then the other thing, increase your protein intake, increase protein, this is for pregnant women. Increase your protein intake. Increased protein is needed to help build a healthy baby. Consume approximately 70 grams of your uh, total protein per day. This is about 25 grams protein over your normal diet. So whatever protein you're taking, you know, women should be looking at what their protein intake and stuff like that. You need to be at least 70 grams. Now, many times people seem that that's a lot. You know, that would be like bodybuilder type of thing. But that's that's what you are, is you're a bodybuilder. You're building a body. You're building another body inside your body. And so excess protein to provide for you, but to also provide for the baby, right? Um, organic eggs, organic cheese, which has been fermented at least 90 days, where most of the lactose has been digested. Homemade kefir, kefir. Um, Organic milk. Um, let's see, uh, portobello mushrooms, medicinal mushrooms, as the shiitake and matake, Um, mushrooms. If you are going to do plant based, or even not plant based, you know you're just a let's say a omnivore, which eats fruit, you know, vegetables and animal products. Mushrooms are a great source of protein. There's lots of protein out there, so you need to really look at protein and increasing your amount of protein. Okay. That's the, those cover all of the bases of a pregnancy program of how do I make sure that my baby is really going to be healthy? And then the other thing is people who are, let's say, having some problems in their body. Let's say there's a lot of women who go through a lot of pregnancy problems with cramping and all kinds of other stuff. And they go, you know, I want to do a detox. Do not do a detox when you are pregnant because you will detox into the baby. It's not the time to do it. So unfortunately, you may have to suffer through some of that stuff. Because the detox will fix it, but if you detox when you're pregnant, it will go into the baby and you don't want to risk that. You don't want to risk poisoning that baby with some stuff. Um, you want to give the best to that baby. And then again, if you want to protect for your baby against things like, um, especially boys, boy babies are going to be the highest risk for autism coming into the future, which they are right now. And there's even a stating that I think it's like in 20, you know, 2030 or something like that, they're looking at almost 100% of American males are going to be born with some form of autism. Where does that come from? It comes from the toxins. It can come, yes, we can talk about vaccinations and stuff like that. But could it be coming from the inside? Yes. And one of the big things on the inside is not enough essential fatty acids, not enough of the B vitamins, not enough protein, all of these different things. So these things matter, not just in the health, but also in the level of intelligence and and uh you just want to make sure that your baby especially the boys coming in have everything that they need so that they come in good healthy strong smart and well adjusted so that we can be good future builders okay jason eagle your natural health authority now we're going to go into um this next one which is low carb vegetables i talk a lot about people which is to people about like you know um low carbohydrates. And, you know, how do I do a low carb diet or how do I do the keto diet or something like that? And when I talk about low carb vegetables, people go, I don't know what a low carb vegetable is. What do you mean low carb vegetables? Well, let me go over this. So there is a basis, a percentage of the carbohydrates that are in vegetables. So the first step is your lowest carbohydrate vegetables. These are 3% or less of carbs, right? So if you're going for a low carb diet or a keto diet, or you want to fix your blood sugar, this is the thing, eat a lot of this stuff and cut down on the sugar type of stuff. So the more that you can fill up your belly with low carbohydrate stuff, protein and fat is low carb, Okay, so your, your meats and things like that, that's, 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 that's it. That's good. But what do I want as far as vegetables? Okay, asparagus, bamboo shoots, bean sprouts, beet greens, bok choy greens, broccoli, cabbages, cauliflower, celery, chards, chicory, collard greens, cucumber, endive, escarole, garlic, Kale, kohlrabi, lettuces, mushrooms, mustard greens, parsley, radishes, raw corn on the cob, salad greens, sauerkraut, spinach, string beans, summer squashes, turnip greens, watercress, yellow squash, and zucchini squash. These, that, and people go, I don't, I'm. you know, I'm not going to have enough to eat. That's a huge list of all super low carb, that's 3% or less carbs. Then we go to the next one, which is 6% or less. That's double the amount, but then we start getting to, so if we're really gonna go for a low carb, don't eat these ones, but if you, once you do that for a little while, then you can bump up to these ones. So the ones, the vegetables that are 6% uh, or less, these are the okay. That first list, that was the go ones, meaning you can have to your heart's content, the next one is 6% or less carbs. Those are bell peppers, bok choy stems, chives, eggplant, green beans, green onions, okra, olives, pickles, pimento, rhubarb, sweet potatoes, tomatoes, water chestnuts, and yams. So those are our next step up in terms of those are 6% or less carbohydrates. Now we go up to the next level, which is... Um, for the real restrictive people, don't do these ones, but this is as we're getting more, okay? These are the ones that are between 7 to 9% carbs. That's acorn squash, artichokes, avocado, beets, Brussels sprouts, uh, butternut squash, carrots, jicama, leeks, onion, pumpkin, rutabagas, turnips, and winter squashes, okay? So that's your... Oh, there was my uh, my, my commercial, but uh, we, we cut it out. So um, yes, um, getting back to that. Now we get into vegetables um, for if you're doing a low carb type of thing, um, you want to do this on a limited basis, which is these are vegetables that are 12 to 21% carbs, only about two to, th- two to three times a week, especially if you are trying to treat diabetes, okay? Only two to three times a week. Celeryac, that's the celery root. Oh boy, we're just having some problems with the radio here. So sorry about that. Getting back. These are vegetables that are 12 to 21% carbs. That's the celery root, chickpeas, cooked corn, grains, which are sprouted grains, horseradish, uh, Jerusalem artichoke, kidney beans, lima beans, lentils, parsnips, peas, popcorn, potatoes, seeds, which are sprouted seeds, soybeans, and sunflower seeds. These are gonna be your highest carbs in terms of your uh, different vegetables. Okay. If I had a question that, or a comment that came in from, uh, the Facebook and it says, I've been on low carb since my thirties. Learn to control, uh, gestational diabetes. My A1C is awesome. Thanks to this and regular exercise. Yes. If you want to change your A1C, if you want to change your, uh, again, gestational diabetes That means she was born with it. She had this type of stuff. There are people that have this. She was able to control this by doing lar- low carb. Now, she didn't learn about this until she was actually in her 30s. Um, and so, again, if we come from a family where these things are in your family, maybe you don't have... Um, diabetes or high A1c but you're on your way or it comes in your family. Start learning about these carbohydrates. I just talked to a person yesterday like I don't know how I'm going to do this and then I went over with him. I said this is so much easier than you think it is. So this is the answer to this which is well what can I have? I'm going to be starving. This is a huge list except these especially these vegetables that are 3% or less carbs. You can have all the broccoli you want. You can have asparagus. You can have celery, charge, yellow squash, zucchini, bubble blah, Blah blah. All of these things that I went over that really are eat to your heart's content. They have high fiber. The more fiber that you have, the better that you are at controlling your diabetes and stuff like that. Okay, now we also get into this other one, which is protein. How much protein? How much protein do I should I have? Now let me remind you the ones that really need the most amount of protein that you really need to be concerned about protein is not just your people that work out. The people that you need to be worried about or concerned about having protein and extra protein is your pregnant people and your older people. Grandma and Grandpa fall down and break a hip, not because they're dizzy, necessarily. They fall down and break a hip because they've lost so much muscle mass and their quadriceps, their quad muscles, and their hamstrings. They're very weak in the legs, weak in the knees. The knees are not the knees. The knees are a hinge point for those muscles. They are a hinge point for those great big muscles. And so, making sure that Grandma and Grandpa get extra protein. So let's go over this list of how much protein for an average human being, right? Well, if you're, you know, each meal must include some protein, okay? The easiest sources are meat, fish, poultry, and eggs. Count two eggs as three ounces. So how much protein is in an egg? Three ounces of protein is two eggs, okay? Um, four to six ounces of protein is meat about the size of your palm, okay? These types of things, Um Vegetarians must combine proteins carefully and consistently using a different calculation. An easy way to calculate the amount of protein you need is to divide your ideal body weight by 15 to get the number of ounces of protein to be consumed per day. This is not a high-protein diet. Like many people, you already eat this much protein during the day. But if you eat it mostly in one or two meals instead of spreading it evenly over three to five meals... That's the best way. If you are physically active, eat more protein. So here's the rule of thumb. This is basically that calculation that we talked about, which is dividing it by um, 15. If you are 90 pounds, then you need six ounces a day or one and three quarter ounces to two ounces per serving. That's per meal. So about two ounces per meal, three meals a day. If you're 105 pounds, then that's seven ounces or um, about two and a third ounces of protein per serving. If you're 120 pounds, you need eight ounces a day, or that goes up to about two and three quarter ounces per serving. If you're 135 pounds, you need nine ounces a day. That's about three ounces of protein per serving based upon three meals a day. If you're 150 pounds, you need 10 ounces a day. That's about three and a third ounces of protein per serving. And if you're 165, you need 11 ounces. So let's say you go up your 200, this goes up. You're gonna need, you know, about um, over 20, you know, pretty close to 20 ounces a day, okay? Again, this is the exact calculation. Now you have to, and this is just the basis. So if you are, for instance, pregnant, you need to add more. Again, what did I say about pregnant women? They need about 70 ounces per day, okay? Um, okay, then, uh, and again, like when you get these, these bars, a lot of times they're going to be like, say, 20 ounces of, of, of protein and, and stuff like that. So it's not too hard to build it up, but you just have to really know what you're doing, Okay. Again, what goes on top of that is if we're exercising, if you're exercising, you're on top of that. Let's say grandma is 105 pounds. Let's say grandma is 130 pounds. You, she doesn't need just, you know, that nine ounces a day. Grandma is going to need probably double that. Okay because you need to maintain that body mass and again she needs to do some exercises and things like and the good exercises is just walking around let's go outside and walk around a little bit and stuff like that so but the amount of protein needs to go up as we are in these conditions if you're working out more if you are older Okay. These types of things. And it should be good assimilatable protein. Again, you can't go wrong with eggs. And I'm not talking about just egg whites. I'm talking about whole eggs, good pasture raised eggs. This is Jason Eagle, your natural health authority. Look for me on my podcast, which is Healing Matters, anywhere where podcasts are. This is Jason Eagle, your natural health authority. So good to talk to you. Thank you for being with me. And um, until next time, bye-bye, everybody. Thank you. Look for me on the podcast. Hey, Jason. Sorry, we had some technical technical difficulties, and our whole system went down. So right now everything's just off air. So we lost that whole show. Um, we recorded most of it. Okay. Um, I think it's just like maybe the last time we okay. Um, so. okay. Okay. Um, well I recorded over. Okay. All right. So, but you said we did probably, well, you'll know better once we look at it, but you say we lost probably like the last 10 minutes. Okay. Well then maybe we'll have to redo it. Um, okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, (laughs) hi there. Facebook, um, lost the show. Um, hopefully they'll be able to refund it. So that's why I'm glad I got it hot here live. Hi, Amy. Good to see you. Um, uh, this was apparently my last radio show but I think that I've got an extra social I might have one more but I'm going to be uh, always doing podcasts I'm going to do the podcast the same way that I do this which is I'm going to make a, a live of it so that we will also have podcasts as well as the a, a um, Facebook live and YouTube so I'm always going to because the podcasts are just going to be audio and sometimes it's good to have video as well so till next time thank you everybody love you Bye bye